Hey, welcome to the JT and Looney Podcast, episode 124, a rollicking conversation about the slap heard around the world with Will Smith and Chris Rock. We'll also do a little bit of deep diving on Coach K, Taylor Hawkins, life and death, suicide. We cover it all. We're two incredibly autodidactic guys, as you know. We'll talk about the quiet things said out loud. Like Joe Biden saying that the Putin regime must end. And Will and Jada talking about their open marriage. The quiet things we say out loud sometimes make people uncomfortable. So two loud guys who only know how to say it loud will talk about the quiet things said out loud on this episode of the JT and Looney podcast. Powered by our friends at Bet Online, the Final Four is finally set. If you're looking to bet on that or the national championship game, there's only one place to go. If you're friends of ours, you got to be friends with Bet Online. BetOnline.ag. Head there. You can use your desktop or your handheld device. There was a girl in our dorm that used to keep her vibrator out in the open, just laying around. We boys were fascinated by that because we. We just denied that we had fun alone with ourselves, and she was loud and proud about it. But I digress. Remember, if you're friends with JT and Looney, you get that 50% welcome bonus. Just use the promo code BELIEVE, as in the Believe Radio Network, spelled B-L-E-A-V. Get yourself started. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all updated odds and information, player props, new contests throughout the year. The best source for all your sports betting needs, including live betting. And they have casino games as well, poker games. It's, it's outstanding and super easy to get started. So join right now. Well, not right now. Join in 53 minutes when the podcast is over. Learn why everyone is saying Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. And now, as soon as I can find the on off button on my bleeping microphone, which will delay this podcast from starting, which will be, that's, that's what. Uh, we'll, we will start episode 124. But as you'll hear, I had I, I couldn't figure out what was going on. We had a glitch. You know what the glitch was? I didn't turn my goddamn microphone on. God, that's that's a real pro. <laughs> you actually have an old microphone that you didn't turn on. Well, it, it does have an on-off button. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a sure... SS55, like Elvis used to use, what's really great is there could be construction outside or an air conditioner on, and it only picks up the voice right in front of it. So I, I do love it. I could not. That was very good. That was very good. Maybe it sounds like your microphone's not on. That's By the way, you figured out our technical glitch. So right when this podcast is over, you need to go buy a lottery ticket is what you need to do. <laughs> I have probably no skills in anything that has to do with podcast or radio technology. That I, is... I panic every night, by the way. Every night I have to turn on a machine to go on nationally on the big, powerful series, and I fire up the button and I press it, and there's a level of anxiety that happens because if it doesn't fire up in time, I don't have enough time or I do to get to the studio. or It just would be a scene. Right. chaos, like the French connection with the right. car scenes under the bridges with the machine yes. fired up. So every night I assume the machine's going to fire up. 
I've been lucky two plus years of COVID radio that mostly the machines, the technology and the ethernet and the internet works so we can do these, these things. That is the great schism and the great tension between engineers and talent. Because engineers are usually the guys that did things like homework, right? <laughs> and the talent are the class clowns and they the, who don't know how the buttons work. And they sit there and they don't get paid as much of the talent. And they think they're this idiot. If he didn't have me, he would not be on the air. And they're right. <laughs> I've gotten along with engineers over me too. Years because I respect them. And I've always worked late at night. So I've always needed the engineer to get you on because yes. the bosses aren't working at that time. So you want to make sure you get on. And as I said this to young people in the business, people I mentor or just anybody listening to the podcast, the most important thing about broadcasting, number one rule in life, getting on the air. Yeah. No matter how funny you think you are, how many words you want to tell, you want to talk to people, you got all this information, you're so good. If you can't get on the air, you got nothing. Right. And one of the ways to get on the air is knowing, uh, at least knowing someone who now has to fix the buttons when you can't. My brother was a mechanical engineering major. So I grew up in a house with an older brother who, uh, matter of fact, nobody at high school knew I had a brother in the high school. I went to a really small high school, Notre Dame High School. But he was in the library, not in the cafeteria, entertaining like I was. Usually when you're the younger brother, people know you have an older brother at school, right? But it was because he was a good kid who did homework and stuff. And so that's why I understood the mentality of the engineers. And I always got along with them and would tell them that story. And when it comes to technology, I'm not ashamed that I can't fix stuff. You know, my brother-in-laws can put together a ceiling fan or hang a TV or do a bunch of other things. Tune up a car. Yeah, I can do a radio show. Most right, people exactly. Can't. Right. So, yes. uh, not that they can or can, not that we're better than everybody, but right. some people, you know, and I, I've worked outside with my hands and landscaped and did a bunch of other things. But, you know, if something happens electronically or something breaks or something goes out with the refrigerator or the air conditioner, I call people to fix it while other people can come in and engineers can fix it and maybe they can't do a sports talk and, show for three hours with no calls and we also i guess lack the desire i remember once a really good friend of mine was the spokesperson and he was a talk show host radio guy spokesperson for the uh archdiocese of los angeles the largest catholic archdiocese in america father greg and i knew him through radio he was a great talk show host and one time I was talking to him, and he just got off the phone with Cardinal Mahoney. Ooh. Cardinal Mahoney was out at his cabin. Yeah. Cardinal Mahoney was out at his cabin at Big Bear and fixing his own toilet. He's the cardinal, and he was you know, underneath. He was in the bathroom with wrenches fixing his own toilet. Some people, even no matter how their status, and he was always considered Pope material, uh, and no matter what their status, some people aren't afraid to grab a wrench, and fix their own toilet rather than calling a plumber and have the Catholic Archdiocese pay for it. No, I mean, people are amazing when it comes to, and my brother's one of those guys, fix your own stuff. My grandfather was too. I'm not. The most important skill any human being could have that we all need in our lives is we need someone to be able to fly an airplane in case the people who can't, who are flying the airplane can't. Oh, so always remember right. that. If, if, if you, sometimes there's be something that happens. Is there a doctor here? But please, is there a doctor? Well, no, there isn't a doctor here, but there might be a nurse. There might be someone that has a you know, paramedic. Someone can help along the way, resuscitate you back to life. If you're on an airplane 
and one of those two gentlemen or one of the two mm-hmm. ladies up front can't do it. There better be someone in the 134 behind you who has an idea of what's going on or you have no chance. That's the real Mr. Fix-It in life. Guess who took flight lessons of the two of us? That would be you. I, I did. Santa Monica Airport. When I was a waiter at the Sidewalk Cafe making good cash, I was a manager of an apartment building. I had no bills. What's the number one bill you have in life? Rent. I managed an apartment building. I had zero rent. So uh, for, for the first 10 years in L.A., I could all actually the entire time I lived in L.A. But even when I first moved here, I could do whatever I want and go wherever I want because I didn't have that. I didn't have to pay rent. So I took flight lessons. But it was a very short career. I had to do a lot of study and drag and lift and went out for a couple of lessons. But then I realized, and this is the same for you, I do not have the temperament or the patience. You have to wait. You can't be in a hurry like John F. Kennedy Jr. Got to hurry. Got to hurry. That's why he died. Uh, you got to get to the plane and you got to go through your checklist of 20 things. And you have to do it. You can't just say, let's go. Because once you're up in the air, <laughs> if something doesn't work, that you could have noticed before you took off, then you're dead. And I realized I have the wrong personality to do this. I lost my $895 deposit, but I thought, well, I, I can't just, <laughs> I can't do this anyway because there's an $895 deposit because I don't have the temperament to fly a plane. I'll forget to do the checklist. I'll think I'm in a hurry and refuse to do the checklist and kill everybody. And the wheels won't come down. Right. We <laughs> checked on that. Yeah. And saw that there was a ah, one wrong of the guy. The Oscars are being held tonight here at La La Land. TV show starts at five, but red carpet stuff's going on all day and parties all night. Lots of street closures and exits closed around Hollywood and Highland. One of the most important topics in the history of the JT and Looney podcast. Will Smith smacked Chris Rock in the face at the Academy Awards for the whole world to see. And I like having my opinions lined up and I like to know what I'm talking about. I am torn because for decades I've said, you know, grown men fight. Happens in bars, it happens in restaurants, it happens at ball fields, it happens. Grown men, every once in a while, raise their hand. And I don't think you have to go to jail. Right. No charges were pressed here. But this was such an over-the-top move by Will Smith to do an open slap to Chris Rock both celebrities on the biggest stage on an important night. This was wrong. And you could look at it two ways. I talked to people. When it happened live, I initially knew it was real. Let's get that Me out too. of the way. Let's get that out of the way of the people that thought it was fake. And Do you not have a rewind button? Are you not able to go back on your remote to see that Will Smith came up there and then slapped him in an open fist? And then when he sat down, he started cursing and losing his mind. And then Chris Rock couldn't finish his sentence. Did you notice that? I did. Where he, he could not finish his sentence. He was so rattled, he couldn't speak. A guy who's a professional speaker. So why it did was, people think it was fake? Why was ah, the initial reaction 50-50? Oh, that couldn't be real. These are actors. JT. This is the guy who's about to win the Academy Award. This is, a, this is a scam to take a show that is on pace to be three hours and 40 minutes. All I fucking heard the whole week leading up to this thing was, oh, we're going to do an hour beforehand and not put it on broadcast, and we're going to shorten it. We're going to get rid of eight categories, and it was trending over three and a half hours. They couldn't get that albatross in line again, and people thought they needed some fake news. Well, that you've asked a question that would be a whole other podcast. Why are there so many people who don't believe right what's right before their eyes or... 
when they hear about it, see, I can see if you heard about it and you think it might be like my my friend Grubba, the prison guard, touched me back and said ratings because he wasn't watching. I'm like, he said, is, is it is, was it just a you know scan? It's, you know, it's, it's not a it's not a boxing press conference. This was you know this was a very image conscious, very image conscious academy trying to keep ratings and keep a, an image. And but you asked the question, why don't people believe it? It probably goes back even further, but let me throw the hot tub time machine back to the JFK assassination, JT, where we had uh, the guy who was accused of shooting the president who was then murdered inside the police station. And I think even ever since that, because I text back Grubb and I said, it's not the JFK assassination. <laughs> it's, you know, it's dr- dramatic people being dramatic at the Academy Awards. It was real. I was watching. And, you know, people have been fooled before they don't like to be fooled again and that's a whole other podcast why aren't people believing what's right in front of their eyes so let's talk about why this happened first off i'll go first here's what i think happened okay. to will smith will smith is in an open marriage or in mm-hmm. a marriage that there's a lot of speculation mm-hmm. over the years in hollywood do they have an open marriage are they allowed to be with other people do they have other people in their marriage in their relationship physically I don't know the answer to any of that, but that rumor has been out there forever and everybody's talking about it. They are a bizarre couple. They are a uniquely bizarre couple. They do a lot of great things. They seem to be good parents. They're Hollywood celebrities. Their kids are celebrities and they are part of the media. They are part of the movie experience. They've had unbelievable television careers. And I think there's a lot of stress to be in that marriage. That's not your typical marriage that we have in the flyovers. Any marriage can be tough no matter where you are, but that is a, that's a marriage under the microscope. So what I think happened was Will Smith was pretty much a lock to win Best Actor for King Richard. If you look at the ability to bet on that, which you can legally bet, if you watch the award shows leading up to the Academy Awards, everybody pretty much knew he was going to get it. So I think the pressure on him was enormous to get on stage. He was going to have to perform that night. He was going to have to give an acceptance speech. And he knew he was going to happen. So the tension was building in the limo with the makeup artist, get, putting his tux on. It was building all day. And then, first off, I didn't love the female comedians who were the host. Mm-hmm. Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, you know, Regina Hall was groping men and doing bits like she's single. She wants to date Bradley Cooper. Can you come up on stage and can you hot guy from Aquaman come on stage and I'll grab your butt and legs because I'm single and I want to date and Wanda is. And so the tension in there, I was following Pierce Morgan. (laughs) He was freaking out that it was sexual harassment from these women and what they were doing. And then the broadcast got off to another slow start. And Tom, I just think the tension was building with Will. Chris Rock comes out. I was later made aware that he's been making fun of that marriage a long time in his bit. And mm-hmm. at award shows, he's taking shots at him. And I think the joke went over well. G.I. Jane to the top of his yeah. head. She didn't handle it well. She looked to her husband, rolled her eyes, and her husband snapped. He snapped like men do from time to time, and we caught it live on TV. Yeah, and there's a lot to unwrap there. I don't think of their marriage as bizarre. It's only unique in that Americans don't 
talk like 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 Joe Biden did. They don't say the quiet thing out loud. And you, you know, the, there's plenty of marriages over the course of the centuries here in America in our Puritan culture that have been open marriages, but we don't talk about it. Jim always stays late on Thursday night at the office when. Susie knows he's not really staying late at the office, but she doesn't say anything because they have kids to raise. And she knows he's not working late at the office, but it's not spoken about out loud. In Europe, they speak about it out loud. Okay, you've had all my children. I have my young lover here, but I'm never leaving you. That's European, right? It's very Europe. They have a very European marriage. Europeans would not consider whatever their marriage situation bizarre as you do but for our culture i suppose that word does work and so that does open them up to a lot of jokes because they talk about the quiet thing out loud so people joke about it because people don't know if they would be comfortable in their marriage talking about it out loud they'd rather do everything in secret so that's one thing there so they're the butt of a lot of jokes when it comes to that uh this is a guy remember what is his profession he's in drama He's a very dramatic guy who never gets punished for any any distransgression that he makes because he's always treated like a king. And he and when you're saying he's feeling under a lot of pressure to what, give a speech? Yeah, I think to give that speech, that's the biggest speech of your life. There's nothing bigger. I mean, you could speak at a college. But has there ever really been a memorable in the history with all the speeches given for best actor? Best Actress and the Supporting and the Best Movie. Has there ever been a memorable speech given? Well, you know, you like me and Sally Field. Right. You can go back in the history of the Oscars and go back to Clark Gable and you can go back to just the legends of our time and look at all the great speeches. And it's the highlight moment of any actor's life is receiving the Academy Award, stepping up, looking into the crowd, knowing a billion people. And you know what my watching. biggest pet peeve is when it comes to this? And you know it drives me crazy when some people say, I'm speechless. Well, you've got a microphone in front of your face. Use words. And it really bothers me more than anything else when a professional speaker, like an actor, says, I'm speechless. So you are right with one thing. He didn't want to get up there and say that. I had nothing prepared. I'm speechless. Because it makes an actor look like a dopey actor who can't speak unless the words are written for him. And he wanted to make sure he didn't look like that, I guess, according to you. But what did you think of his speech? Well, I thought, before I get to the speech, this okay. was a classic example, not saying that he's on steroids, but this was roid rage that we've talked about in sports for a long right. time. This was a guy sitting in a tuxedo in the first seat. They had right. him in the first seat. It was a half a step to the stage right. because he was a lock to win. So this was happening, happening, happening. There were a couple other jokes throughout the night, uh, Jada, alopecia, the ability not to grow hair, the right. issue here, what they've talked about, most of the country wasn't aware of this. Right. And I don't think that Will Smith's intentions were to get violent, and he got violent, and to go on stage, but his wife, his wife made him do it with her look. If she would have laughed and rolled her eyes and laughed- Like he did, him, right, it would have- Like he did, yep. this thing would have been diffused, but once she had that look, which means she's had that look before, that's another elephant in the room no one wants to talk about. Jada's had that eye roll before with Will, but it wasn't mm -hmm. on TV. Right. There's been a reaction, and that's the reaction Will had. So he comes up on stage, and he walks, and he slaps him with an open hand. Chris Rock takes the hit and doesn't get buckled. 
which was very shocking to me. Right. Big hit. And then he gets a little bit flustered. Because usually the, the hit that gets you that you don't expect can buckle you. Yeah, that's the one yeah. that could buckle you. And then when Will sat down and we have the audio of what he said, you know, keep my wife's name out of your bleeping jokes. Right. Said it once. Well, it's, it's actually, that's it. Out of your bleeping mouth. Out of your that's bleeping what it, mouth. Yep. And the second time when he said it, it was louder and it roared. And everybody in the building, everyone in the building knew that this was real. Everyone in the building heard it and he had yeah. no microphone. Yep. And it was, it was preempted in America, but it was live on Japanese TV. Once Twitter picked up the Japanese feed and you can hear him unedited it with no bloopers there then you said to yourself oh my god this is real and then what got me was knowing that he was going to win after that and have to yes and what was going to happen in the world of pr and how were people going to handle this and as we move this topic forward what should the penalty phase be on sports radio we talk about the penalty phase. we always punch you do drugs you do steroids you get involved you get suspended, you're Deshaun Watson, you're accused of this, you have civil cases. What will be the penalty phase? And what I needed about 18 to 20 hours before the podcast to sit back and think of is the liberal Hollywood elite, and I'll throw that out there because we're going to mm. get to politics later. Right. There, there, there's, a, there's a double standard. There is a double standard from the private jets to the limousine liberals. Oh, yeah. To the parties they get to go to, the money, to the way they could be hypocrites at times. And I love the movies and I love actors. But there probably needs to be a penalty phase. And I talked to one of my buddies today, and he said a great point. He goes, the Academy must take his Oscar away. Must. Because that behavior, that behavior was unjust. It was physically violent. It happened on the stage of the Academy Awards. And you cannot let that happen without a penalty phase. And it was the first guy. And there's a lot of pressure coming in that direction. Because if they don't, nor do I think this will ever happen again. No one will ever slap a guy at the Academy Awards over a wife joke. I don't think that's ever going to happen again. But let me ask you, what should the penalty phase be? Because I doubt they're going to take his Oscar away from him. I don't think they'll take his Oscar away, but I don't know if he'll be allowed to come anymore. Why would you? When that happens at work... You don't get to go back to work. When that happens uh, in a bar, you're 86th mm-hmm. at the Sidewalk Cafe. When I worked at the Sidewalk Cafe, you didn't have to throw a punch and you could be 86 and nobody wanted that because everyone loved going to the Sidewalk Cafe and would beg to be taken off the list. So I just think you'd have to 86 him from any future oscar awards right he can't he can't give he can't give away next year's best actor oscar and i know what they, they would probably somebody said you know maybe next year they'll make light of it and have those two open the show i don't think that's happening to you oh i said that i said that and tweeted it uh-huh. literally i think 12 minutes after it happened that the lock of the year will be them opening up the Oscars the way Billy but have you since, walk out in the have costume. you since changed your mind? No, no, I believe that. I think what's going to happen is next year, because Chris Rock is going to forgive. He already has forgiven him reportedly. Will Smith apologizes. He didn't apologize in a speech. No. God knows he had a lot of time. He didn't do that. But I think the Oscars will take advantage of that next year, have those two open up the broadcast. 
there'll be a bit where one will come out dressed like Rocky. The other one will have a robe on. There'll be some type of bit. It will open up. It'll if they can get them to do that, that's great for ratings, right? <laughs> it will be good. But it comes down to why did it happen? What should the penalty phase be? So my penalty is not going to happen either. Neither one of our penalties are going to happen, are they? Most likely. But in yeah. the court of public opinion, which is what podcasts are about, right. what are podcasts are just discussions. And we have discussions on this podcast. And I'm a little bit confused because it was violent. There was an open hand slap. Juwan Howard got a five-game suspension. Right. Coach of the University of Michigan for going after an assistant coach of Wisconsin. Five games, lost a lot of money, was shamed. And Will Smith was never shamed. There's video of him at one of the Oscar parties afterwards, the Governor's Ball or Vanity Fair, where he's dancing to getting jiggy with it and lip syncing. Well, that's tough. I, I, you crowd. know, one moment, one moment, because you know the way social media works. You could mm -hmm. be absolutely in mourning and absolutely so sad. And if somebody has a picture of you trying to power through, smiling and having a good time, that doesn't mean it doesn't affect you. Uh, that, I, I don't believe one picture or one video says he doesn't, he isn't e eaten up inside by the conversation that has been started. And you're right. This does put a lot of people, you wonder, you know, uh, the co comedians and a lot of conservative culture is worrying about cancel culture, cancel culture. And right there on live TV, somebody walked up on stage and punched a comedian because they didn't like what he was saying. And the same type of people many times say, well, I should be allowed to defend the honor of my wife. So a lot of people are absolutely in a catch-22 situation Beautiful that, point. That, that they put us in about which side do I fall on here? Uh, the side of the First Amendment and a comedian's ability. You know, comedians have been complaining about this for years, about how the world has turned into World Wrestling Federation and don't want them saying certain things or making light of certain uh, struggles of certain groups, etc. And on the other hand, you know, defending the honor of your wife is is biblical in nature and goes back. You know, is such a part of our our, our nature. So uh, people are in a catch twenty two situation about. Who to back up here? That's a great point because when you look at this penalty phase that we're talking about, comedians dating back to Lenny Bruce who would get arrested, yep. arrested on stage, to comedians who would have tomatoes thrown at them or to be, you know, some of the patrons would follow them out into the alleys after their set because they were offended because of the race portion of the jokes. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't on the biggest stage, and again, there's not a billion people. Maybe worldwide there is, but the ratings have been down for a while. Right, yeah, that, that was exaggerated. People keep saying a billion, right? And all they complain about it, there's only 10 million, but nevertheless. You can't participate in a violent act. You can't put your hands on someone. A, not get arrested, not get brought in, stuffed with cups, as we say, not have your award taken away, or maybe the biggest thing of all, not have it hit your career and hurt your career. So I'll ask you. Whose career will get hurt more, Will Smith or Chris Rock? Because a lot of people are very sympathetic to Chris Rock today. Yeah. But a lot of people were saying, as I read a lot of social media, that he was pressing this couple for way too long and got his, got what was, what was, what was coming to him. His, he, he was pushing this joke, not G.I. Jane, but he was pushing Will and Jada and their marriage, which is different and outside the box. And they were both aware of this, and then finally one of them snapped. So how's it going to affect, let's start with Chris Rock. What do you think happens to him? I think it's good for Chris Rock's career. His, his job is to get up there, be cutting edge, cu cutting edge, 
comedians just like in baseball you get paid millions of dollars if you can hit 300 that means you strike out seven out of ten times comedians strike out less than that because they work on their material so hard but when it's live and you got to come out with material and it's it's got to be new material not every joke is going to be a home run if anybody should understand that it's another entertainer he's up there live he's trying stuff he's got to try stuff on the world's biggest stage he can't use anything that he uses in his shows because it's a new and different situation that's why you get the biggest and best comedians up there they'll try to see and hope that their stuff works in that case it didn't work at least with the smith family and and i think it's it's fine that's what he does he's out there on the edge as a comedian and he's also thought of as the victim what do you see in the pictures that have in the memes it's him getting smacked across the face well howard stern was really upset about this and- yeah he said it's a sign of great mental illness. And I wanted to spend a few moments on this because mental illness is a popular topic right. everywhere in books, podcasts, and people are concerned coming off a pandemic, mental illness. It's something we didn't talk about decades ago, generations ago. Right. Everybody the, talks about mental illness. We're hoping we can fix it by saying the quiet thing out loud and talking about suicide and mental illness. Exactly. Absolutely. The yep. more people talk, the more lives are going to be saved. So Howard Stern made a lot of headlines saying that, you know, he said, quote, Will Smith and Trump are the same guy. He went down and he went hard. He said, this is obviously emotions that got over the top. He is mentally ill. He continues to go down this road. And I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I'm a big fan of Howard Stern over the years. But something snapped with Will Smith. And I've seen men snap my entire life. Right. From high school to college and sports, and I cover sports for a living. That's really all I do when I think about it is I cover grown-ass men snapping, usually in a sports environment, and what the penalty phase is going to be. I think this penalty phase could be worse because the Oscars, this is so prestigious. You cannot accept, Tom, this type of behavior. Well, it, we'll take a look. You'll compare Coach K and Bobby Knight. You know, what happened to Bobby Knight's career after too many of those? What happened when he finally choked someone's child? Uh, he had to he had to go coach in Lubbock, and he was pretty much a miserable fool anyway. But after that, he was pretty much persona non grata and thought of, you know, with a scarlet letter after the pictures of him choking somebody came out. So this if this had happened backstage... You know, we, there would be, and we had no pictures of it, it would be much different. But we all saw it. I saw it live. And we all saw it. And so I do think that there will be an incredible penalty. There'll be that joke also the rest of his life. The rest, rest of Bobby's, Bobby Knight's life, throwing chairs, was a joke for the rest of his life. This will be a joke for Will Smith the rest of your life. And it's interesting. When you talked about our generation growing up, you know, when I moved to Los Angeles in my 20s, I didn't know that you couldn't put your hands on other people. <laughs> I didn't know you couldn't be arrested for it because we grew up in Elmira, you could fight. And and I was uh, working the door at the Sidewalk Cafe. That was my first job there. That comes back up again. And some guy was being pretty obstreperous. And I shoved him out the door and he hit the ground. And then the police came and they asked him if he wanted to press charges against me. And I'm thinking, well, no, no, he's the asshole. What's going on? No, you, you can't put your hands on anybody or you can get arrested. And I, I'm like 23 years old thinking, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so we grew up when that happened and that's how things were handled. 
and but society pretty much knows now you can't touch other people and he's and i think howard's analogy about will smith and donald trump is the way that and there's a lot of people that can fit into the category of they don't think there's any consequences for their actions and many times because there never was and so for a long time will smith has probably had the red carpet rolled out so long and i know wonderful things about will smith and jada uh, that they've done for people that haven't even, you know, that aren't, they didn't do it for publicity. They've done some really cool things to promote people and, and help rediscover uh, other actors and entertainers and people of all different types of professions. Uh, but I do think that it's it. And, and Howard might be right there too. You know, you mentioned something. Is he working on a role right now where he's going to play a tough guy and he might be doing a little extra testosterone? Because that was certainly a high testosterone, roid rage type of of event that happened. LAPD said, quote, the individual involved has declined to file a police report. If the involved party desires a police report at a later date, LAPD would be available to complete an investigative report. That's not going to happen. Chris Rock, uh, Rock took the took the slap to the face, took it like a man kept going, even though he was rattled, he kept going. And then they were able to wrap up the show after Will Smith won. Now, if Will Smith didn't win, that would have been one of the greatest moments in television history. If he had to sit there and squirm because the decision was already made and everybody right. thought he would win and they put the camera on him and he lost on top of that embarrassment, I really believe you could fast forward and say his career's over. Over. He wouldn't have an Oscar. He wouldn't have that defining moment in his career. And he would have lost the Academy Award, and you add all that together, I don't think he recovers from it. Where's the apology? The apology during the speech, he apologized to the Academy, and he did, but he, he couldn't come up and muster apologizing to his friend, Chris Rock, and they've been friends over the decades. And the sit-down better be quick. We're recording this podcast less than 24 hours after the Academy Award. He better have his ass down with Oprah by the weekend. He better be sitting down with someone and apologizing to Chris Rock and getting that out there and starting the forgiveness train. Right. We have to take a couple deep breaths. I don't know if it needs to be right away. But uh, with the news cycle we have now and the attention span we have now in America, I'm arguing both sides here. Maybe you are right and that you got to do it quickly while people are talking about it. And people were. I went out for sushi afterwards. What was I hearing? What was I hearing from waiters and busboys and tables, three t tables away? What were they talking about? This. So that's probably great for the Academy and next year's ratings. Uh, but I, you wonder when it gets back to even Stern's comment, what do you think the penalty will be? I think the penalty should be one of two things. One, they have to take his Oscar away. They could. I don't think they will, but they are justified to do that. It was conduct detrimental to the Academy Awards and the institution. But I don't think they've ever done that. I don't think they well, did it for Roman Polanski, like right? They didn't have a violent act like this. They've had issues. Yes, they've had debatable issues off the award show, leading mm. up to the award or after the award. But during an award show, where there's supposed to be civility. People are in tuxedos and gowns. You cannot condone a violent act. So that's number one. So they could take So it by away. not punishing, you would say you were condoning it. Yeah. 100%. Come on. Yep. If you don't punish them at all, if there's no penalty phase here, 
then you're justifying what he did and you don't have the balls. You don't have the ability to reprimand Will Smith. Come on. And then secondly, what you can probably do is suspend him from coming. But that's what you can do. You can say, look, for the next five years, you can't attend. Yeah, you know that that's coming because that's the easiest route. That's the easiest route. I think that's definitely uh, that's definitely going to happen because that's the only right now. That's at least the the path of least resistance, taking away the award. Then everyone people people make kind of you know will make comparisons to other scandalous things that have happened where they haven't taken anybody's award. And this is has they ever taken anybody's award away? So the first person's award you're going to take away is an African American man. Really, did you ever punish Roman Polanski that way? A white guy. So they won't go down that road. But he, they won't invite him back for a while, or if ever at all. You know, Pete Rose never got invited back. Yeah, the other big issue becomes because it was a violent act, and it wasn't. I don't believe that it was physically to the point where it was disturbing. It was an open-handed slap, but the gravity of the issue had happened on stage. It was a larger man hitting a lesser man, a smaller man. And I said this: comedians do the NFL award banquets and they do nfl honors mm-hmm. and they'll have a comedian norm mcdonald did it one year it was cringeworthy norm was so good but it was so hardcore <laughs> ricky gervais at the golden globes mm-hmm. i mean ricky gervais a lot more brutal to the audience right and no one's ever put their hands on another person until will smith did it on the way to winning the academy award before that happened so with all of that the Academy has to come down with a stern decision on what they're going to do financially, keeping them out of the Dolby theater, taking the Oscar away. Because at this time, what I'm noticing is fans who didn't watch the Oscars. A lot of people tell you they don't watch it. A lot of my friends, I wouldn't watch mm-hmm. this. It's too political. And I laugh. I'm like, I love the movies. My wife and I have a tradition of watching the Oscars together. Right. I don't care what your politics are. But there's a lot of people who don't watch and the ratings back it up. Now those people are talking about it. They feel like they missed out on something. Right. But most common people, good, decent people, are never going to condone that behavior. And I think our listeners on the podcast fall in that same category. We can't sit there and condone it. There's got to be a penalty phase. And back to when I said about when we were in our 20s and I didn't know you couldn't put your hands on somebody or you would get arrested. Well, society has evolved. (laughs) And we all know it now. There's nobody in their 20s now that doesn't already know that. Uh, we all know that now. And you're right. We've evolved as a society, and most people agree that's just not highest solve stuff. And especially when someone's job is to stand on stage and try to do a little bit of comedy. And sometimes they're going to swing and miss, according to some people in the audience. And those people in the audience who thought that comedian swung and missed and might be offended, can't go up on stage. You don't believe that there'll be a copycat, right? So if we go to all the great comedy sellers and clubs that are out there, Brad Garrett has one here in Vegas. Jimmy Mm -hmm. Kimmel has one here. You can go anywhere into the city in New York or Los Angeles to the comedy store. Yeah, we have comedy store. We have the improv. We have the laugh factory. There'll probably be a copycat. Everything in America is a copycat. We are a country that is a divided we have violent people in this country everything's on social media everybody reacts to everything and i could get very dramatic on what a copycat is in the real world i would assume that something has to come down here because we don't want 
the guy, the gentleman, four rows back after six beers at the Chuckle Hut right. in Orlando coming up on stage because he was offended by a race joke by a comedian who was really pushing it and throwing a punch because that's got to happen. Then they make you buy beer. They make yeah. you buy beer at the Chuckle Hut. You got your, you order you and your friend, uh, you, you and your two friends order a beer, and they come and say eighty five ninety five. What are you talking about? Well, we charge it for three, <laughs> off the bat. There's three, and that's nine. So that's always the, the when they first give you that first bill after you've ordered one beer, it always throws you off at any of these places because they char- already charge you autom- at least for two minimum, and and you know however many friends you got, it always shocks you. So. You're you're forced to drink at comedy clubs, and will there be a copycat? You know, I don't necessarily think so. This was really a different type of circumstance, and again, somebody who thought the rules didn't apply to them, and Will Smith, and he was rewarded after it happened with an Academy Award. Oof. And there's millions and millions of people who have a differing view on everything. COVID. Mm-hmm. Should I get vaccinated or not? Most people are vaccinated. The, the more people are yeah. vaccinated than not. So the people who are not vaccinated have an opinion and their opinion tends to be louder than the people who are vaccinated. When it comes to this issue, there are many people who are divided because there are a lot of women watching that really like the fact that Will Smith defended his wife. And I'm not talking a lot like. 30,000. I'm talking millions. Oh, yeah, but there's the same women don't the same women don't agree with Will Smith's philosophy of sometimes make sometimes love makes you do crazy things. Women don't like hearing that either because that's a justification for hitting them. Good point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what Will Smith said. So, again, it's it's so hard with this and so fascinating with this particular conversation, because as soon as you say that, I'm saying, well, wait a minute. Women don't want to hear that from Will Smith either. Loves make loves makes you do crazy things because that was the excuse for men hitting them over the centuries. Oh, and before we move on to Coach K and Taylor Hawkins and wax loquaciously about a few other things, JT, we have to talk about athletic grains they are a proud sponsor of the jt and Looney podcast or maybe they're ashamed but nevertheless we got to mention them you know a lot of people take multivitamins but it's important to get one that's top quality and that's where athletic greens comes in one scoop and you're getting 75 high quality vitamins minerals superfoods and probiotics great for gut health your nervous system your immune system energy recovery focusing and something you and i don't have to worry about jt aging we are both benjamin button when it comes to that reclaim your health arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day of athletic greens and that's it and to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you one free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase just go to athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's the Believe Radio Network. The, the, the platform for the JT and Looney podcast, B-L-E-A-V is how they spell it. Go to athleticgreens.com slash B-L-E-A-V. And these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Remember that. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. I picked Duke to win it all. Duke's going to win it all. I, I bought into the swan song, the going out on top, the great moment at the end. Uh, Coach K didn't have to go through Gonzaga. Uh, He's never gone up against North Carolina in the tournament. One of the most amazing stats of all time. The fact that these teams play each other. They're the Yankees, the Red Sox. They're the rivalry. They've never played in the tournament. 
I think it's going to be one of those things we've witnessed together, years on the radio together. John Elway winning his last game. You know, someone going out on top. Uh, Andrew Whitworth just did it for the Rams. The offensive lineman won the Super Bowl, sat down with his kids on the field, said, this is it for me, I'm going out on top. If Coach K does it, it's on steroids. It's huge because he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. And not only, take a look at this as well. I guess you can make the LeBron James comparison. You know, LeBron James, famous since he was a teenager and has stayed out of trouble. And with Coach K, unlike his ex-friend, Bobby Knight, and there's a reason Bobby Knight has ex-friends. I got a little crazier as he got older. Well, maybe that's happening with Will. Uh, with Coach K, the thing you re- whether you like him or you don't, the thing you have to take a look at, he was on top, and he didn't have a throwing the chair moment. He didn't slap anybody across the face during a, you know, during a Final Four game, which is what you can make the comparison to with Will Smith, he really hasn't had that really bad moment or arrest that we've had to forgive him for because we like him or for the haters to hate on him for. He stayed pretty squeaky. He did. He's Isn't that amazing? He's, he's done a great job. Because we're very flawed. We as human beings are incredibly flawed. So when you get that famous, people find inconsistencies. You were talking about earlier about limousine liberals and people who are, who are preaching about global warming and taking a jet across the world that, you know, that ruins the environment. Once you're famous, people can find your hypocritical moments because we all have them, no matter what our politics and no matter what our professions. But when you're in the public eye like that, and we have so few instances where we can point to a hypocritical moment because people can find him with us all because we're human and we're flawed. It's pretty amazing he was able to get through because we build people up to break them down according to the cliche. He never got broken down. Don't even think about moving on one single inch of NATO territory. We have a sacred obligation under Article 5 to defend each and every inch of NATO territory. I normally don't get text messages from you when it comes to a presidential address. If it's a campaign stop, possibly, if it's been a debate over the years since we've been friends, we'll say, hey, look, that was a zinger. Look at that candidate. He got over on the other. But the president's address in Poland really had a big impact on you. Yes, it was shocking. You know, when I'm anchoring the news on the weekends, we also have Channel 5 up all the time because a lot of times there isn't enough enough access to news on the weekends. News people take the weekends off, too. And and so uh, Channel 5 is constantly doing live news almost all the time here in Los Angeles. We have a licensing agreement with them to use some of their sound. And so the president's speaking in Warsaw, and I'm busy here in the uh, Looney Newsroom because I'm working from home. And so you got CNN up, you have the Channel 5 up, and for anything that's breaking. And I'm not paying that close attention because it's just another presidential speech. But all of a sudden, I'm thinking, oh, my God, and it's got this brilliant sound system. I, oh, my God. He's not stuttering. He's not stammering. He's Because he, I know that when he was young, he was a terrific speaker when he was younger. And all of a sudden, it was like he was 45. And I'm looking up, and I said, this is like Reagan's tear down that wall speech. This is the best speech I've seen in my life. You know, we've had some pretty mediocre speeches as president. He was famous for being a great orator. He got older. He stutters a little more now. But it was a brilliantly written speech. 
it was a really important speech as we could be on the precipice of a third world war. Uh, I do know at the end when he did the ad lib, it seemed to get the attention, but I think there's so much noise now in our culture. And I said it to my brother. I sent it to all the, uh, the closest Republicans I know and said, you're object- the, the objective ones and said, what do you think of this speech? I think it's the best one I've seen in my lifetime from a president. And all those who are independent thinkers I know sent me a text back and said, yeah, that was pretty good. I had no problem with him saying what he said, especially during a major <laughs> war while he's over in Europe. And what are we worried about Putin's I mean, feelings? What the hell are we worried about when he says Putin cannot remain in power? What is wrong with that? And for everybody to jump on, I did not vote for him. Huh? And I don't, you know, I'm just giving you my opinion on this. The speech at the end, the final nine words, now everybody's freaking out about policy change and did they poke the bear? This is a man that must be taken out of power. This is a man who's a butcher who has to be stopped. This is a man shooting missiles on innocent civilians. For an American president to say he cannot remain in power, that is not, not as, that is something you don't have to walk back. You don't have to walk back and well, apologize. Well, we mentioned, we mentioned earlier on in the podcast a few times saying the quiet thing out loud, like with the open marriage with, <laughs> with Will and Jada. Yeah, he said the quiet thing out loud. Who gets offended by saying that Vladimir Putin, who's killing so many innocent people, cannot remain in power? How bleep and soft have we come as a media society where one side is going to pound away on that topic and say how weak he is for saying it? The other side feels like they can't support it because they feel like they're going to be getting criticized by the other side. He poisons his he poisons his his political enemies. He poisoned them. You didn't have to walk it back in any any time where a dictator was committing crimes against innocent people. You don't have to walk back saying, hey, it'd be great if we can get this guy out of here. It'd be great if we could get him. It'd be great if we could change the regime. You don't have to apologize for that when you're the most powerful person in the world. And, uh, you know, and go by a lottery ticket now that I'm going to defend. This is a theory I always had in defending Donald Trump and his relationship with Putin, and that is, we all know that he eats a strange diet and he doesn't mind ordering from McDonald's because he knows it's, it's not going to be poisoned. And he's always had a paranoia about people putting stuff in his food. Well, if you've got a paranoia about being poisoned, and if you've got paranoia about being people putting stuff in your food, then you're nice to Vladimir Putin. And this is why he needs to be taken out. He, he, on top of wars, and we've been at wars and people do dastardly things during at wars and they don't get me going on that subject, but to poison your political enemies. And we know that he's done it because they keep going down through poisoning uh, or sometimes they get sick through poisoning and then don't die like they sh- were supposed to. And we've, we've all watched this happen. Then, uh, then the guy does need to be taken out, and that wasn't a controversial comment. Oh. And I wish they didn't walk back. He said the quiet thing out loud. I know. I was just expressing my outrage. He shouldn't remain in power, just like, you know, bad people shouldn't continue to do bad things. And But it doesn't mean we have to, a fundamental policy to do anything to take Putin down <laughs> in any way. I don't think that was necessary. I didn't think he had a fall 
to media pressure on that. He's our president. If you voted for him or not, you don't have to agree with him. But I don't think he has to walk that down as he's sitting in Poland, as missiles and bombs are being dropped a few short miles away and remind everybody that we got to get rid of them. And you know one thing that also gets me? I had to sing birthday, uh, happy birthday to my mother just about a half hour before I heard that speech. My mother has dementia. And so when people joke, or because for political reasons, say he does to try to weaken the president, it bothers me because I know what dementia looks like. I don't. I know what dementia sounds like. And so 20 minutes after singing happy birthday to my mother and hearing a guy who's been accused of having dementia give that beautiful speech, my mother couldn't give that speech. You know why? Because she really has it. And foreign policy is completely in his wheelhouse. And to use the dementia card just to, I, I, I guess, you know, obviously, you know, that's why it bothers me. I understand politics. I understand it's going to be used and I have to get over it and I will. But that was also the combination of me just 20 minutes before saying happy birthday to my mother who may or may not know who I am, depending on the day of the week. That hits me, too, because I thought, what a great job, especially since he's over on the other side of the world. He had a B-12 shot that day. Orange County resident, Laguna Beach High School graduate, and Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins died last night. He was 50. Rest in peace to Taylor Hawkins, the drummer from Foo Fighters. I was deeply saddened to hear of his passing. Last Friday, I've seen the Foo Fighters six or seven times. They were going to be the bridge for me, the bridge, after Rush mm-hmm. and Neil Peart died. And obviously, the, you know, Charlie Watts died from the Stones. I'm a big Stones guy. A lot of rock bands are getting older and older, and they're just going to be outdated because they can't perform anymore right. after their 70s or 80s. And I really thought the Foo Fighters, and they still could, and I don't want to talk about replacing them because he's super talented, but what a shame. What a shame because that band was going to play a big role in my life over the ne- next day. They were going to be your new favorite band? Well, it's just yeah. a band that I would always see when they come on tour. Right. If they come to Vegas, they could sell out Allegiant Stadium. They could play a festival. I love their set list. They got a lot of popular songs. They're a real rock band. They're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They get along with everybody. They inducted right. Rush into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I was there for that. It's one of the great nights of my life. And... I just knew that I was going to have great memories with the Foo Fighters going forward with my wife and friends, maybe my kids. I haven't been to a rock concert with my kids. This would have been a rock concert that I would take my kids to and maybe have a a moment like that. So I was really saddened to hear that news. And you take a look at, I think it was 10 drugs in his system. And it's always my theory about getting success young. So many people, by the time they're 50, 40 or 50, start to see the fruits of their labor. And when you have incredible success young, this happens to athletes all the time and they retire and they're 37 and they are a mess because they lived their life in reverse and had incredible success at a younger age. And you see that. You saw that with Whitney Houston. By the time she was 23, she had bought, she bought her mother a house. She had a Rolls Royce. She had filled stadiums. She had her own mansion. Well, what else was there to do? And so you had to find another way to, to get high and and and. and and obviously the same thing was going on with him when you've got everything you've ever wanted at such a young age and he had it you know in his 20s then it can really fuck with your head 
We never got to use that term on real radio. Thank you for listening to all 53 minutes and 50 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast. You win the Michael Ryan Award. We are powered by Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.